Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. We got a special guest in the studio today, uh, DJ. DJ, how the hell are you? What's going on, guys? Dude, I feel bad for every one of our listeners that go on our Facebook page or our Instagram and see his ugly ass working on transmissions. <laughs> I, terrible. I'm still trying to sell him to Shibby. <laughs> I, told, I told him I'd cut a deal to sell yep. you in yep. a heartbeat. DJ, uh, you are the lead technician over at Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power. You do the engine builds, trans builds, turbo installs, injector jobs, and all sorts of other bullshit nonsense. Yep, everything they gave to me. <laughs> I mean, he's like a trans master like in a week he'll have like seven transmissions in stock i'm like where the hell did these come from he's like dog gets it done <laughs> <laughs> i for, love it for all the listeners a reference at the shop everyone refers to everyone as dog right so or bill not confusing at all nope. to us old guys no nope. um, they call me squad so they do, they do call you squad even though i'm only one person not multiple right one he does enough squad. work for multiple people. I get it, so I get that, it now. See it? Actually, squad just finally, it, three years we've worked together, it finally made yep, sense right yep. now. <laughs> like, I just got it. Uh, slow to the party, but still there. Okay, DJ, we brought you in uh, for a new segment here called From the Shop so that the technicians over at Calibrated Power, Duramax Tuner, can tell our listeners a little bit about some of the stuff that they're working on here in the shop. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, well, we got our old race truck. That we sold as a roller, and a customer bought it, bought it to us to make it run again. And the truck was an LB7, and he wanted to do an LBZ swap in it. So, stuff I don't like, wiring, but... A lot of it. (laughs) A lot of wiring. So, the whole, the entire truck had to be torn apart. Every wire harness came off of a donor truck to go into the race truck, so... Headlight harness, taillight harness, fuel tank harness, the dash harness, even though there's no dash in there. Just everything had to come out to make this truck work. That sounds like a total fucking nightmare. Yeah, it was two trucks on a lift, pulling the bed off each truck, swapping everything out. And you plug one thing in, turn the truck on, doesn't work. So go get another harness, put it in. (laughs) Until finally the whole thing was an LBZ. There's not one part of an LB7 left on that truck. There's no blueprint to do something like this. You don't jump on and follow instructions from somebody when you do a project like this. No, it's take it apart and you pretty much figure out how to do it yourself. (laughs) I I love the idea here. I just want to back up for our listeners. So Duramax Tuner had our own race truck, regular cab, LB7, yeah. ran 10s in it. You ran 990. Yeah, 999. 996. 999. Yeah. Plus tax. Not that he even remembers it, right. <laughs> um, so you you ran you ran the fastest time in it. You drove the truck. You worked on the truck. And then the company is like, you know what? We're done with this truck. We're going to sell it. So we sell it to a customer as a roller. And then, and then the customer is like, you know what, guys? You are going to fucking work on this truck. <laughs> and brought it right back to you. Yeah. I think the best part is it exchanged hands a couple times. Like, it went to someone local, then it went to the East Coast, then it went to Arizona, and then it came back here. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So, this thing's had a life. So, LBZ build for a race truck, What's what'd you put in it? Uh, well, a customer had a crew cab short bed LBZ pickup um, that we had built the motor in two years ago, three years ago, that he was now giving to his wife. So, he wanted a stock motor in there. That's where we got the parts truck from. Was to use a motor out of that to put in. But you pulled all the wiring out of it. So what did he use to go back in the wiring in his the donor wife? truck? Oh, the, the donor oh, truck. There's a third. There's truck three in there. trucks so, yeah, in the lot. He had three trucks here. I gotta make two of them run. 
Okay. Okay. So that, built that. motor came out of his built motor truck. Yeah. So the stock motor could go back in it for his wife to drive. So the built motor could go into an LB7. And then the L, it's not like the LB7 went back into one of the LBZs. It's just the LB7 was just out of it. Yeah, now. I mean, it was just a roller. So so there's three trucks and three and four, no, three engines. Yeah, three. We kept ours. Okay, yeah. copy. That that sounds like a real nightmare. And wiring is one of those things that you're absolutely right. I've never heard a mechanic who's like, ooh, I get to do wiring today. That's, <laughs> no. that's not fucking real. No one's ever said that. Um, obviously, you had the problem of like not having a blueprint to follow and instructions yeah. or anybody to really call and ask, like, hey, what do I do next? Yeah. So the process was pretty much just the shotgun approach. You just keep shooting until you hit something. Yeah. I mean, I had everything plugged in where I thought was the right spot. You know, everything plugged <laughs> in. Okay, everything's good. Turn the key on and the brake lights are stuck on. <laughs> Not hitting the brake pedal. So I'm like, uh, is the brake switch different? So I switched brake switches and put that in. Still on. I'm like, all right. Start messing with wires, looking at stuff, unplug a couple things, light goes off. I'm like, okay. Well, figure out what connector it was. Well, GM doesn't use the same connector there's like junction blocks in the dash on the sides like where the fuse panel's at okay and there's harnesses that plug into this and they don't use the same style connector in that same block so you don't get confused so it's one one plugs in only one on one uh junction block well there's no dash in that truck so i had the whole wire harness taped together zip tied together and the connector fits on both sides of the junction box. I had it plugged in the wrong junction block, <laughs> which was giving the brakes power all the time, even though you weren't compressing the brake pedal, leaving the lights on. So oh, Jesus. Figured that out. And then there was a battery light on the dash, which was confusing because it had brand new batteries in it. So can't really do anything about that. You know, I ran for codes to see if anything popped out to me, like, oh, you know, this isn't plugged in or... But there's a lot of stuff that's not plugged in. Right. I was so. going to say, yeah, what does a DTC list get you? Just a list of all of the yeah, shit Yeah, everything that's is not plugged, not plugged in. in. I'm like, well, you know, nothing jumped out. And then I was messing with the wiper switch, and I turned the wipers all the way on. They didn't work, but the light went off. So now I'm like, all right, well, the light's off, but why don't the wipers work? Well, there's now? no wipers on the truck. Fuck it. I mean, oh, no, that... I put them on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Turn the wipers on. They don't work, but the battery light goes off. Well, there's a harness for the heater core box that has all for the actuators for the heat and AC that I didn't put in the truck because obviously doesn't have it. I was like, ah, oh, you don't need that. No big deal. Oh, you need it. You need that harness plugged into that junction block for everything to work. Jesus So it's a full Christ. circuit, more or less. Full, yeah. Everything's <laughs> got to be in there. Like I said, every harness off that donor truck is on the race truck now. That's that awesome. is crazy. Um, but now it's key on. It's it's an LBZ now. I mean, there's no issues, no lights on the dash. It's ready to go. So it's an easy swap. You would definitely recommend the guys to do it at home. <laughs> no, I mean, every, call every, Paul. Everybody call just Paul. looked at me like I was an idiot here. You are. No, oh, fair <laughs> enough. Um, okay. What problems would guys run into at home? Like, if you were doing this in your garage and you didn't have two lifts and a full mechanics bay to work from... What? Where would you just think like is the biggest problem? The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be cut and dry. I'm like, oh, you know, it's '99 to or 2000 to 2007. You know, classic buy style. 
it's all the same truck, you know. I'm like, oh, I'll just unplug the, the engine harness from the fuse block, plug in, we should be good to go. Hey, it didn't work out like that. <laughs> the earlier fuse blocks are different. It's a whole different setup. So I think if the race truck was like an 03 and up, like 03, 04 LB7. Might be a little different. I think it would have plugged in and worked pretty decent. Yeah. But being in the earlier style, it wouldn't work. <laughs> it's crazy because, Chris, we've gotten a ton of guys to call in and ask about this. Well, I blew up my yeah. LB7. I want to put an LBZ in it. And we always just tell them, no, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Don't do it. But very little experience actually making it yeah. work because it is such mm-hmm. a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only did I get one truck, I got two trucks to do that, too. In the same <laughs> week. I did that on Lee's truck, too. So yeah. Lee's stilts went from an LOI to an LBZ. Really? He didn't bring us a donor truck. He literally got everything from the donor truck. But yeah, I mean that's a little different. That's a sled pull truck, you know, right. a lot of stuff doesn't have to work. And Lee literally wants as minimal wires as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally get done doing this, and they're like, oh yeah, guess what? You get another one. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I got another one? Like this just doesn't happen. <laughs> Haven't seen one in four years, and then two pop yeah. up in a week. We'll just keep it coming, you know, keep it coming I his way. It. Yeah, if you're looking to swap an LBZ into your LB7, uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's do. It. If you want to swap an LML into your LB7, you know, we, we got we got a guy. <laughs> well, it just you know. Now that I've done it, it makes you realize and think about a Duraburb swap yeah. and how much time and effort's into it to why it costs so much because yeah. you are buying two trucks. And it's not just, oh, you put a motor and trans in it. Everything is getting swapped, mm-hmm. you know, because you have a, a Suburban that's gas that now the whole dash isn't going to work because your cluster's different. You got, you know, a six-speed in there. with You know, you got a glow plug light on the dash. You know, the RPM's different. So you're swapping everything to do this Durburb swap, so it makes you understand a little more how, why why it's so expensive to have a Durburb. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, man. That's a it builds a lot of value in it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Any tips for somebody who's gonna do something stupid and try it at home? <laughs> um, I mean, just have patience. I mean, you gotta be patient and just you know figure it out. Dude, my advice would just be don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you tell someone to do it, and they're gonna do it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. True. fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, DJ. We really appreciate you stopping in and helping us out with that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, w- this week, we also have our Exergy Do's and Don'ts, uh, which includes our sponsorship from Exergy. Yeah. Thank you, guys. They, absolutely. They wanted to talk to us a little bit or wanted us to talk to you a little bit about their sportsman injectors, okay. uh, drop-in injectors, their stock replacements, about a 5 to 10% yeah. over. Uh, real slight power bump there. No need to retune. Yeah. Available for all of the common rail diesels that they yeah. support. Uh, this week's, you want the do or the don't, Chris? You know, I'm going to let you do the do. I'll do the don't. I dig it. Okay. Do use the appropriate 6.7 liter Cummins fuel rail for the build you have. So there's some different options out there. Um, you can just get a stock rail. You could reuse your old rail, which we've told you not to a hundred times. Um, you could also take a look at the new billet six, seven Cummins dual feed fuel rail. Uh, these rails have a 10% increase in the volume over stock. They're a two feed port, larger orifice diameter for the injector ports and will be plated for extended durability and reduced wear. It's a drop in rail for the six, seven Cummins application. It's really good. If you have a big fuel system, if you have all stock fuel, or if you're dropping in a set of sportsman injectors, you do not need this. If you have a set of 150% overs and dual CP3s, this would be a really smart investment. So take a look at that. Make sure you're matching up your parts that make sense. If you got big fuel, you're going to need a bigger fuel rail. 
Uh, as far as their don'ts, this is something I stress to a lot of guys is don't skip testing and balancing. Okay. So this is more directed to the guys that have used injectors and they throw nozzles on them and then yep. they cry and complain that they smoke and they're very hazy. So when Exergy does a test and balance, they adjust internal assembly dimensions that may have drifted over time from the prior or proper specifications. Okay. So again, 20, 30,000 mile, 50,000, 80,000 mile set of injectors, slap a set of nozzles on them, go to town, doesn't work that way. Right. Um, they measure and correct the proper operations across the operating range from idle to full power. This is key for smoke control. Well, it is because how many times have we had guys say like, oh, well, I got new injectors and they work great up top, but yep. they're really smoky down low. Yep. It's like, well, that's it's, you would think that's a tune yep. issue, but it, we have dialed that in to find I, out it's an actual injector physical issue. When Nick was teaching me tuning, right, I had a couple buddies' trucks that we were doing at the time, or I was doing at the time, and he threw on a set of 150 horse nozzles on like a 120,000 mile body, right? Yeah. And it got to the point where I was pulling so much fuel out of the mixture table that the truck was not responsive and it was still hazing. And right. still smoky. Um, and then the last part here is, is they say this becomes increasingly important with higher nozzle flows. So again, exactly you, you throw 150 horse, 200 horse, 300 horse, you know, 200%, 100% over nozzles. That body needs to be calibrated to keep the pressure and to keep like leaking past that nozzle itself. Again, the help with the burn, you know, in tuning, there's only so much that you can do. So if you have the proper parts and the proper tuning, it's going to be a cakewalk. That's it, man. That's well put, sir. Uh, from Facebook this week, of course, is sponsored by our, one of our favorite sponsors, WC Fab. They wanted me to talk a little bit about their twin turbo kits. Uh, they have everything. Yeah. is the reality here. So if you got a Duramax or a Cummins, this is your go-to spot. Yeah, I get a lot of guys. Recently, I've been getting some inquiries here at the shop, you know, about Duramax and Cummins kits. And they always ask, well, what else is needed? Nothing. Right. If you want a kit, this is a, I don't want to say a turnkey kit, you know, because it's a lot of assembly, but 26 it's, hours of labor. Yeah, turnkey. but it's literally everything needed. So you buy one of their kits, you're not going to have to go to the hardware store. You're not going to have to order parts from, you know, another vendor or something like that. They will have everything in the box from start to finish for the full assembly, other than tools and a mechanic to do the work. You said it, man. Absolutely. Uh, so this week's from Facebook, we got a message from Robbie Baker. Robbie said, Hey guys, love the podcast. I have a 2010 LMM with all the basics done. Deletes, tune, intake, exhaust, stock air, trans, fuel. Just watched your video on the Allison Trans Learning Procedure. In the video, it showed the learn option commonly used on the CTS-2. I've heard that there is a more comprehensive learn procedure that is recommended after a trans build. Is this done through a Tech-2? What other differences between the CTS-2 and the tech to translearn. Um, I actually already replied to Robbie and let him know that we'd be bringing this out for cool. our From Facebook segment. Chris, this is a pretty basic one. The CTS2 does what's called the fast learn, mm -hmm. and the tech 2 does a full learn. The fast learn grabs a small, basic, very important set of parameters and relearns those parameters. Okay. Clutch heights, clutch tolerance, things like that. Uh, the tech 2 with a full learn or a slow learn is everything. That's your entire, everything that the transmission can learn, it resets to zero. Now, the fast learn will set some fast learn flags, meaning that it'll require less repeats of the same shift, one, two, two, three, three, four, 
or reverse of that. Um, so it'll, it needs less of those inputs before it says, okay, we've learned we're, it. We're good. A slow learn will take a lot of information over a longer time and give you a more comprehensive result at the end. We do recommend after a trans build to do the full learn or the slow learn uh, with the tech two as opposed to the fast learn. There's actually very few situations where I recommend the fast learn, at least to customers. How about you? Yeah, I usually, I, mean, I don't really uh, do any of the relearn process. It's just drive it, get some miles on it. You know, the trans is going to learn a lot of different ways. I, I know that's not necessarily the best. I might get some flack for this, but that's what I've always done on my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think it, it's situation depending, right? Yep. If you did just put a trans in it, now is the time to do a learn. Absolutely. If you've been driving the truck for 100,000 miles and yesterday it started shifting funny, a trans learn is not going to help you. No. So you got to know when to use these yeah. tools, right? Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a really good um, from Facebook from Robbie. So thank you so much for the message and the question. Definitely appreciate you watching those Diesel Insights videos. Speaking of Diesel Insights, sponsored by Duramax Tuner and Calibrated Power, uh, just want to go over a couple of the ones that have been out there, Chris. I've actually been getting a lot of message where I find myself just sending them the link to the video. Yep, yep. it's been a big one for me too. So we've been hit. We have hit turbochargers, all of the Duramax, yep. LML. VVT, LB7, 2.8. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. Right? That was a while ago. Uh, we covered the dead pedal. Really common. Really common arguments. Um, Cummins tuning. That was, right? that was a home run. That was run. a huge, huge, huge one. Yeah. Failed injectors in the failed CP4. That one, I go on my own Facebook page and I see Nick's face <laughs> in front of that LML all the time. And I'm on all the LML brother and, you know, pages and things like that. Yeah. Um, cold weather was another big one. Like, I remember being in the meeting and we were talking about that one and it was like, it was just a home run, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought it was going to be a flop, to be honest with yeah. you. I pushed it because I was like, well, this matters in this topic well, and we I think, need to talk you know, about for, it. For us, like, you know... For the guys listening, you know, when we go to Nick or the general manager and they're like, yeah, I don't know how interesting that is. And it's like, listen, guys, you're not on the phone. You're not taking all these calls. Right. These these are questions that I get asked on a routine basis. Yeah. And no offense, but I hate them. Like, <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where we go in circles. Well, my truck used to get this this time. Now it's this this time. OK, well, has it been negative 30 for the last three effing weeks? You know, <laughs> like was that like that last year? Well, no. Well, we have to put it all in perspective. Right. You know, so it's one of those things where you, you blast a, a real informative video out there that touches based on what most guys across the U.S. have experienced this year. It's been cooler across the nation yep. than it has been years prior. And guys, the fuel economy is suffering due to that. And I think it's touched on that very well. Absolutely. Yeah. 189,000 views on yep. that video. So if you haven't checked it out, jump on Facebook, DuramaxTuner.com's Facebook page, and you'd be able to watch all the Diesel Insight videos. They are all also on the YouTube channel. Yep. So check that out. Uh, little industry news. This one's kind of a sensitive this topic is... today, guys. We were shocked. I I got in here early this morning and uh, one of my one of my dealers that I, I represent called me and they were like, hey, you know, like they were they were asking questions. They were, I don't want to say poking around, but they were definitely concerned um, due to what, you know, what happened here. And, you know, to kind of dive right into it. You yeah. Know. Idaho Rob from ATP is no longer selling custom tuning. Uh, he did decline an interview for tonight. We're going to try to see if we can get him on when this isn't as raw. Mm -hmm. uh, but he had a post on Duramax Diesel's forums. It said, it is true, unfortunately. ATP cannot sell custom tuning for any truck, even pre-emissions, or trucks with factory emissions still on the vehicle. I'm sorry. This has not been a business decision that I made. It has been made for us. Thank you for all of our thank you to all of our great tuning customers. We have always tried to do a great job. I'm going to edit a little bit here. Uh, we have a new website coming out next week, 
and we'll still be focused on the truck industry. We just have new guidelines that need to be followed. Yeah. I want to say that I, we don't know exactly what's going no. on, first of all. So we don't have a lot of insider information on this one, and we hope to bring that to our listeners here in the future. We have tackled this EPA question in the past. Yeah. It's been it's it's an underlining issue in the diesel industry. It is. You know? It really is. And, and Idaho Rob's a great di- guy. He's been on the show. We did an awesome episode yeah. with him where he, he told all of our listeners as much information he could about all of his extensive experience in drag racing. Yep. He's been a staple in this industry since EFI Live came oh, about. Yeah. He's one of the very first He's tuners out there. He's one of the first there. Duramax tuners, you know. We have nothing but respect for, for Idaho Rob. We really hope everything pans out and goes nice and smooth for him or as smooth as it possibly can. Uh, but we did just feel it was necessary from a, a news standpoint to at least acknowledge this just is happening. There is going to be more conversations about this in the future. Uh, but on to a lighter note, I have some really good news, Chris. We actually have a repeat guest. Yeah, I'm excited. Who's on for a different purpose this time. So yeah. last time we had Kelsey Epp on, it was just to talk about her truck yep. and being in the diesel performance world. This time she is officially a, a UCC, UCC qualifier. That's exciting, man. So Kelsey Epp, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, Paul. I'm glad to have you on the show. I definitely appreciate you taking out some time to talk to us. Last time you were on, we talked about your experience at the Diesel Power Challenge I want to say out at UCC, we kind of talked about just being in the diesel industry. So we've definitely had a chance to talk with you a few times. It's awesome. You are officially a UCC qualifier this year. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, the last, I want to say the last time we interviewed you, you're, you had melted down a piston at Diesel Power Challenge. So I'm going to say it's not the same engine you had there. That's a pretty safe assumption, no. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> fucking people i get to work with i'm a rocket God. scientist just trust me um it is pretty different now <laughs> it's seven fucking cylinders now paul that's what's different <laughs> god damn it dude you don't got none of them v7s where you're from <laughs> she's in canada bro they couldn't get the extra eight the exchange rate was killing them <laughs> oh my God. That's racist. that was awesome uh okay so kelsey tell me about the truck what are you taking this year uh, we just upgraded the the turbos, so we went with all new piping, fast fab built, and there's uh, two seventy four SXEs feeding into a four seventy six SXE. Kelsey's coming apart, and he just yes, so he just <laughs> put in a eight fifty cage into it as well. Oh wow! So it's ready to go now. We're just waiting to get the mission back. Got to refresh on that. Dimitri Millard put some more new goodies into it, so it should be exciting. That that sounds like a nasty setup. I mean, for the qualifier bracket to be in triples, that's a big build. Now, what do you have as far as the fuel setup goes, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, one pump is still stock. Um, then I have the, the ATS dual fueler, um, just a 250 fast system, and then the... There, the dynamite diesel injectors are about two, 250%. Okay. Okay. She's got fuel. So she's got air. It's not a ton, but it's enough. It's enough <laughs> to get by. You know, it's, it's just enough, right? Are you still street yeah. driving the truck? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Pulled out the whole interior to do that cage, so no. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, is this, are you going to be drag racing this then going forward? Is that kind of the purpose of the build? Yeah, I think so. Or sled pulling, or dynoing, whatever. I love it all. <laughs> or street driving it on a beautiful Saturday night. Right, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I would. 
Yeah. Yeah, that might happen. So it's still on the registration <laughs> and insurance. So <laughs> who says you can't? Exactly. I love it. You have a cage. You're safe. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> I actually I. I was at a truck show in uh, our drag truck, actually the one we were talking about at the top of the show here. So when we had that, it was only twins then, like barely a thousand horse. I take it out to a local truck show and there's a cop, like just, he was on patrol and was like, oh, there's this kid's car show. He got out of his car, was just walking around like an attendee and he pokes his head inside the truck and sees like the five point harness. And he's like, oh, so you're trailering this home tonight. And I'm like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, you can't be on the road with that. I'm like, that's the safest seatbelt ever made. They Like, when you go fast, they make you wear this. He's like, there is not a paramedic in this world that's going to be able to get you out of this thing when you crash. And I was like, all right, cool. Why don't you leave so I can go home? Right. By the way, I didn't wear the seatbelt to begin with. <laughs> uh, so, Kelsey, the, the diesel power challenge made you do all sorts of other obstacles literally an obstacle course, yep. a trailer race, um, a fuel mileage test, all these other things that you had to prepare for, or at least be aware of and know how to drive yep. and things like that to, to really be a, a competitor there. UCC is balls out power competition. How does that change your strategy getting ready for the event? I guess just try to add a little more power. And driving-wise, I mean, I've been drag racing for like, 10 years now and I guess the extra power and the bigger turbos might be a little bit of a learning curve but I should have the truck ready to go and dynoing by the end of March I'm thinking so then should be able to get a feel for it and work out any kinks before May I mean get a little acclimated with the setup prior know what the truck's going to do you know you're able to you know judge it I guess you would say or predict what it's going to do I mean that's yeah I mean the right direction do the tracks open in Canada before May no (laughs) right (laughs) didn't think of that the very end of May yeah so I'm not going to get on the track but or you just come to the states on the dyno and maybe on the street a little or you just come to the states (laughs) a couple weeks early yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't quite do that. Leave I'll your job for two weeks to test good. the truck. Right. <laughs> Winning UCC qualifier is more important than football. <laughs> <laughs> it is work, Chris. It is work. Um, okay, so you have a lot of experience drag racing. I know we've talked about that in the past. How many hooks do you have under your belt? Have you sled pulled a lot up there? Not a lot, no. I'm going to say maybe five. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's actually more than some of the UCC competitors last year, to, to be honest combined. with you. But combined, I bet I can yeah, grab so three or four guys. Yeah, so I know what it's about, but... Yeah, like... I know we, what it's about, but I'm by no means spectacular. <laughs> I don't... It, at UCC, I don't even know if it matters. To be honest with you, Wade Minter pulled up to the sled pole said, I've never hooked anything to this truck before in its life. It's a drag truck. There's no bad. Like, it, it's... It's a joke. He killed it. Same thing with Mike Graves. Yeah. A bunch of guys, like, they went out there... Power-driven? Power... <laughs> power <laughs> we all thought power-driven diesel were, like, experienced sled pullers, and they just told us last week, yeah. they're like, yeah, no, I'd never done that before. We just hooked to the sled and go. They were going to other crews in the pits asking oh, them what me. to do. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Hey, man, you gotta start somewhere. Wow. I dig it. So, so not too much worry there, but the dyno... Man, some of the qualifiers, you got some real competition out there. Charlie Keeter's bringing triples. A couple other guys are bringing triples. You We're- know what? If I beat Charlie Keeter, that's, I'll be a winner no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> 
Peter and Kelsey call there out. I like it. There you go. I like it. She did it in a really nice I, I'd way, though. I like some revenge, you know? A very Canadian way of saying that. Yes. <laughs> yes. A little, <laughs> a little revenge. He did not melt the piston for you. Kelsey, I just want to be clear. No, he didn't. <laughs> he kicked my ass, though. He, he, that truck, I hate saying it every time I do it, but that truck is just a bad motherfucker. For what He's it's worth. He's got to horseshoe up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> you know what? Since he called me an asshole, I'll agree. Yeah. Fuck him. Oh, um, no. Just playing Charlie. All right. So, so Charlie's definitely a guy you're looking to beat, regardless of where the rest of the competition goes. But top 10 qualifiers get a seat in the competition next year to actually be a competitor. Is that the end goal here? Um, I'm not going to be heartbroken if it doesn't, because I mean, look at the trucks. Some of the trucks that are coming are unreal. Yeah. But I mean, the experience and being there is really big. And I have just personal goals, I guess, to beat Keter and make 1600 horse and make the truck live through the competition. Then I'll be happy. That yeah. that is the big one, and I'll be honest that that has not been your strong point at previous competitions. <laughs> um, no. Do you have some plans to pull it back? Like if you get yourself, because I don't I don't know the order of how they're doing the qualifiers because you're not, not doing sure. the same thing as the competitors like day to day. So right. do you? I mean, do you go balls out if you sled pull day one? That's usually where we see most trucks break. Is that? I think we're all sled pulling the same day, and I think that's still the last day. Oh, okay. Okay, okay so they're just going to swap dyno and drag racing then. And right. we're going to bring some parts, but I don't. it should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know where I'm Honestly, going with this. Engine, What's in the backup everything crew? Is, everything's overbuilt for compared to when we went to Diesel Power Challenge. Like We actually know what to expect now. We, we know what we have. All right. All right, so you're feeling pretty confident the truck, at the very least, is going to make it through all three competitions. You're going to pull 1,600 on the dyno. Any predictions on the track, on the uh, drag race? Uh, anything under a 10 was good for me. Okay. And then just full pull at the sled pull, because who knows, right? So 300 feet or break. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, what have been some of the challenges you've run into as you're building this monster? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we could be here all day into those. But I guess uh, when we went with the cast pistons for Diesel Power Challenge, that was definitely an error on our part. Just had an injector that stuck open and melted it down. So then we went with forged pistons, and then we went full out with the forged crank and everything in the new motor. Okay. And we've already, like, it's already been together just, like, all last season I used it. And so that, that, that engine's stout and happy and ready to go. And, uh, what other issues have we had? Oh, always fighting wiring issues. That's fun. <laughs> when I first bought the truck, it was a complete nightmare, and we've had to redo everything. And we still find little issues here and there oh, with wiring. Yeah. Seems to be a, a common trend with like 01 to 05 trucks, I feel. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's a pain <laughs> in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, any any final words, any shout outs you'd like to give? Um, just a big thanks to Supreme Diesel, DSC Diesel, Fast Fab, uh, Dynamite Diesel, No Zone Diesel, and sure i'm forgetting someone oh yeah idaho rob of course for spending all the time tuning it so awesome 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kelsey. We'll let you get back to your travels. We know you're tied up at the airport there. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been Paul Wilson. Chris Emke. Have a great night. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or chris at c-e-h-m-k-e at duramaxtuner.com. You can also reach him by phone. Chris's extension is 2121. Paul's is 2122. Dude, you don't got none of them V7s where you're from? (laughs) She's in Canada, bro. They couldn't get the extra eight. The exchange rate was killing them.